Let's turn again to Lord's Day 52 in the Heidelberg Catechism. Looking especially at the word amen, which concludes our prayers. Page 896 in your songbooks. In the songbooks, page 896 at the back. And we'll look at 128 and 129, but focus on 129 this afternoon. How do you conclude this prayer? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This means we've made all these petitions of you because as our all-powerful king, you are both willing and able to give us all that is good. And because your holy name and not we ourselves should receive all the praise forever. What does that little word, amen, express? Amen means this shall truly and surely be. For it is much more certain that God has heard my prayer than I feel in my heart that I desire such things from him. And then let's turn in our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 1, 12 through 22. And you'll find out on page 1145 in your pew Bibles, 1145. Verses 12 through 22, 2 Corinthians 1. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God and supremely so toward you. For we're not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you will fully understand, just as you did partially understand us, that on the day of our Lord Jesus, you will boast of us as we will boast of you. Because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first, so that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no, at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes, for all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory, and it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Especially 20b, that is why it is through him, through Christ, that we utter our amen to God for his glory. This is God's word and may instruct us this afternoon and build our faith. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, that little word, amen. What a word that is, common to nearly all languages, borrowed in the Greek from the Hebrew. 
So in the New Testament, it's amen, but it borrowed it from the Old Testament. Amen. And now it's been translated or not translated into almost every language in the world. Amen. In Russia, Ukrainian, Swahili, it's amen, 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 everywhere. Almost every language. Coming from the Hebrew word aman, which means faithful and true, certain and sure, trustworthy and firm. Absolutely true. Amen. And that's how we end the Lord's Prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will help us hallow your name, submit to you your kingdom and authority, to obey your will on earth as the angels do in heaven. Give us all our physical needs to be able to serve you. Forgive us our debts. Give us the grace to forgive others. Protect us from the evil one. Don't allow us to fall into temptation. And we ask all these things of you because you've got everything. You've got the kingdom. You've got the power. And you do all things for your glory. So, so you're the certain source for all these things we're asking for. You've got it all. From you, through you, and for you are all things. That's why we cast all our burdens on you. And then we add the little word, amen. At the end of this doxology, at the end of the prayer, we add the word, amen. This shall truly and surely be, for it is much more certain that God has heard my prayer than I feel in my heart that I desire such things from him. Think about that. More certain that God hears me, wants to answer me than that I really even want in my heart what I'm asking. God's more reliable in his listening than we are in our talking, our praying. We know that to be true. Now I know the very late manuscripts of the New Testament include this doxology, and amen to the Lord's Prayer. It's likely not included originally. But because the Bible's filled with doxologies and amens at the conclusion of prayers, it's entirely fitting that we talk about the word amen here at the end of the Lord's Prayer and hear from God's word how we are to embrace this little word. How should we embrace, how should we use this little word, amen? It's a Christ word, it's a word of confidence, and it's the congregation's word. Those are the three things we want to look at. It's a Christ word. And Jesus loved to use the word amen. He used it often in his teaching when he says, truly, truly, I say to you. That word truly in the Greek is amen. Amen, amen, I say to you. In other words, what I'm saying is sure, and there could be no good reason to doubt it. In fact, Jesus' own name is the amen. He says to the church in Laodicea in Revelation 3, these are the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. When Jesus talks to you, it's the amen. It's the faithful and true witness talking to you. The God who's absolutely reliable, who does all that he says he would do. When God sent his son, Jesus, he was doing all that he said he would do. When Jesus came and committed himself to follow the will of the Father, he did all that he committed himself to do. He is the amen. It's a Christ word. If you look back at 2 Corinthians 1, 
we read that we say amen through Christ and because of Christ. That's why it is through him, through Jesus, that we utter our amen to God for his glory. It's the word the congregation says. We'll look at that a little later. It's unfortunately often been taken away from the congregation and given to the minister, but it's your word, our word together. It belongs to the congregation, but we say it because Christ is the amen, the faithful and true witness. Again, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 19, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. In, in Jesus, God's word is always yes. In him, our message to you is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. That's why it's through Jesus that we utter our amen to God for his glory. Now, there's a fight going on in the church at Corinth. There's a fight here in the background. Paul's enemies are looking for a way to destroy his credibility. They think they've found the stick to hit him with. Because he said that he was planning first to go through Corinth to Macedonia and then turn around and come back from Macedonia through Corinth and go on to Judea and ask them for support to bring him to Judea. That's what he said. And he didn't do it. (laughs) You see, you can't trust Paul. He's not credible. He's a flip-flopper. He's a yes and no guy. He doesn't keep his word. He's not reliable. What actually happened is circumstances changed and Paul had to change his plans. And he made his plans with a big DV, Dale Valente, if God wills. And so what they're doing is trying to make lots of hay with just one blade of grass. And so Paul fights back. No, our change of plans wasn't because we're unreliable or our gospel is not credible. It was because of God's will. And then he takes it a step further. We're not yes and no guys that talk out of both sides of our mouths. We're always speaking the yes of the gospel of Christ wherever we go because Jesus is God's yes to his promises. That's what he says. Christ is God's yes to all his promises, verse 19. Can you trust God? Can you really take him at his word? Is God really reliable? The answer is, look at Jesus Christ. Jesus is God's yes to all his covenant promises. When God sent Jesus into the world, born of a virgin, suffered, crucified, died, rose again, ascended into heaven, sitting at his right hand, God is saying yes to thousands of his covenant promises made over thousands of years. Jesus is God's yes. So why do we say amen to God? Why do we say, God, you are true and you're faithful and reliable? That's why we pray to you? Why do we trust you as we do? Why do we say to God, amen, this shall truly and surely be? Because of Jesus. Because you proved yourself reliable when you said yes to all your promises, when you sent Jesus Christ. 
He is your yes. He is your proof of your faithfulness and reliability. And therefore, we say amen to God for his glory. We say you are reliable. We can trust you. We can put our confidence in you. And that's why, brothers and sisters, there's so many prayers and doxologies and benedictions in the Bible that end with an amen. It's all because of Jesus, God proving his reliability in Jesus Christ. We sang one in Psalm 78, or pardon me, Psalm 72. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. That prayer. That prayer that Jesus will come and the whole earth will be filled with his glory is ended with a double amen, a double certainty, amen and amen. Even before he came, they knew he would, God would do it because he was always keeping his promises. And, and he did. You know the Jude doxology, right? Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. It's a great amen there. It is sure to be that he will keep you from falling because of Jesus who bore your sin, was destroyed on the cross for you so you won't be destroyed. You'll be kept to the end. That's amen in Jesus, that promise, that doxology. And then 1 Timothy 1.17, there's another doxology of Paul to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. And then he adds an amen. And the reason he adds an amen is because Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. It comes right after that. It's, it's in Jesus. That he can say to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever. It's in Jesus he can say amen to that. In the closing prayer of the Bible, amen, come Lord Jesus. That's a prayer, come Lord Jesus. We can say amen to that because he came the first time and God will certainly send him again. The Bible closes with a prayer that has an amen in front of the prayer. So it's a Christ word. He is the amen to all of God's promises. And it's because of Christ that we can utter amen to God for his glory. It's because of that promise kept, that yes of God to all his promises, that secondly, we can be totally confident that when we pray, God hears our prayers and will answer them. When we pray in the name of Jesus, And when he teaches us, Jesus teaches us from his word, we can say amen to all that Jesus says. And we confess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. We can end with an amen because it comes from his word. And he's faithful. So amen is a word of confidence in God. Through Jesus Christ, we utter our amen to God for his glory. Are you an amen person? That's really the question. 
Do you conclude your prayers with a heartfelt amen of confidence that God will hear you because of Jesus who's at his right hand interceding for you? When you pray, are you really confident that God in heaven, through Jesus' his son, is listening? That he's concerned? That he has stored up all the resources you need? And that he will actually bless you, answer your prayer. Can you say amen? Many times when we pray, we don't pray that confidently. We're just hoping maybe, maybe there's somebody out there listening. But I'll pray because I should. I'll just throw up my words and see if any of them stick. And then we don't have a lot of confidence. But do we believe that God really cares when we pray? Whether we bring him little needs or big needs, whether it's about bread or health or filling the car with gas. Remember, somebody who couldn't fill his car with gas, he'd pray about it. Trusting the Lord would hear and somehow help him. Or maybe you pray about demons and temptations. Or you're struggling to submit to Jesus' authority or obey his will. Or maybe you're bringing to him requests about raising a difficult child or persevering through difficulties in your marriage. Or you're praying, asking for forgiveness for viewing porn and for help to kill that destructive monster in your life. Or you're asking God to help you find a spouse who trusts in God and is committed to serving Christ. Or you're praying for grace to help you find a meaningful way of serving the Lord day by day and directing your pathway. Can you say amen to your prayer? No. To the God to whom you're praying that because of Jesus, you're his child and he's listening and he cares. And you're worth far more to him than many sparrows that he feeds. Can you add the little word amen to your prayers because you have full confidence that God has said that he will do whatever we ask according to his will. And he will answer your prayers in accordance with his will. That doesn't mean he's a vending machine. And if you order peanut M&Ms, you will get peanut M&Ms. No, God's a good father who answers our prayers as a wise, good, and loving heavenly father. You know how Paul prayed for three seasons of prayer. Lord, remove this thorn, this messenger of Satan from my flesh. And he could put an amen to that, know that God would hear and answer. And God did hear his prayer. But he didn't do exactly what Paul asked. He did something better. He said, Paul, I'm going to do something better. And this something better I'm going to do is going to help you fight your conceit issues. Paul had conceit issues. It's going to advance the gospel and it's going to bring glory to my name. So here's the answer he gave. I'm not going to remove the thorn from your flesh. 
My grace is sufficient for you. My power will be magnified in your weakness. That was his answer. Jesus prayed, Father, if it's your will, let this cup be taken from me. And the Father heard his prayer, not by taking the cup of suffering from him, but by giving him an angel to strengthen him. So give your prayers and your praises to God with the amen of confidence that because of Jesus, he loves you and he hears you and he will answer you in his good way. It is good time and do what's best for you and what brings him glory. You could say amen in all your prayers. And to know that when you're praying, you're drawing on an account in which God has deposited all the stores of his grace which have been purchased for you by Jesus. Everything you need is in that account. When you're praying, you're drawing from that account. It's really there. His promises are there. What he's promised is there, and it's there for you. And he will answer you. Exceedingly, abundantly, all you can ask or imagine. Because he's for you in Christ. Can you say amen to that? Now I know, brothers and sisters, that when Saul prayed, the Lord didn't answer him because he was not praying in faith. He was not trusting in Jesus. He was opposing Christ. He was pursuing his own glory. And therefore the Lord did not answer him that day. We read more than once in the Bible. But when, you, when we are united to Jesus by faith, We can say amen to God in a way that brings him glory because we have total confidence that he loves, cares, hears, and answers. We can say amen, congregation, not only to our prayers, but to all God's word. You know, when Paul writes, we're going to sing the Romans doxology, Lord willing, in a bit. But when Paul writes Romans 1 through 11 about all the truth of the doctrines of grace, starting with the doctrine of sin, there's no one good, not even one, no one who seeks after God by nature. Can you say amen to that? And that we're saved only by his grace in the Lord Jesus Christ who bore God's wrath for us and offered himself for our sin on the cross so that through his good works, not through our own, we might be justified by faith alone. And that we're sanctified not by our effort but by the work of the Holy Spirit. And we're saved not because we chose God, but he chose us first from the foundation of the world, the truth of predestination and election. And at the end of all that doctrine of salvation, Paul in Romans 11 and the Romans doxology ends with a, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who, who has given to him a gift that he might re, be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen.
And Martin Lloyd-Jones, when he's preaching through the book of Romans and he gets to this verse and he gets the amen, he puts a challenge before the congregation. Not all of you have liked this doctrine in Romans, he said. The fact that God owes us nothing and we owe him everything. The fact that we deserve hell, that's all we deserve. And he gives us heaven only by his grace. And that we're saved by his election plan in Christ through faith. Not by our choice that we make, not by our goodness or merit. He says, you've been arguing with me. But now God is putting before you the challenge. Can you say amen as Paul does in the doxology to all this doctrine? Can you agree with God? Or are you going to keep arguing with him? That's really the challenge of the word amen. And when I utter my amen to the glory of God, I'm saying your whole word is true and firm. And it stands forever. Amen's a word of confidence, but what if you're not confident in God's word? What if you don't trust God and you don't find his promises trustworthy and you find his Bible to be riddled with problems? What do you do? What if your amen is a bit hollow today and maybe all the time you don't really mean it? Maybe that's going on in your life. Or you might be confident in God's word that it's true, but you might doubt yourself subjectively, but it's, his word is not for me. So you can't say amen to your own faith and salvation. Well then, if you're in that spot, and you might be, I urge you, Don't allow your amen to stay hollow. Don't let yourself stay in a place of uncertainty. If you have objective doubts, that is, you wonder whether the Bible is true and God is real, go and make a search. Figure this thing out. Search the Bible. That's where the Holy Spirit works. Search reliable Bible scholars. Search out your questions. Search trustworthy leader, teachers and leaders. Search, investigate. Search your doubts too. Because you know what? The, law, the Bible's been around a lot longer than your brain. And it has stood up to many more assaults than your mind. So doubt your doubts too and ask, where are my doubts coming from? Uh, maybe I just want to protect myself. Maybe I want the approval of my friends, the guys at work, the people in the academy. Maybe I'm afraid of the cost of becoming a real follower of Christ. Maybe I don't want to give up some personal idols. Go. Search it out. Come to a place of confidence where you can say amen with confidence. Maybe your doubts are subjective in nature. You know the Bible is true, but you're not sure whether it's true for you. Again, search the scriptures with an open mind to really see who God is, how he loves mercy, how he's gracious to sinners, saves even the worst who come to him, how faithful he is, how willing he is, and search your own heart to be sure your doubts aren't coming from your pride, 
or you're looking for an excuse to keep on sinning. So you're looking for a way to keep God away from you. But whatever you do, keep seeking the Lord until you can say amen to God with all your heart because of how he's proven himself trustworthy in Christ his son. It's such a great word. We say, God knows how I feel about his word. I don't need to say amen. He knows what lives in my heart. But he wants to hear it with your mouth. That you utter amen to the glory of God. That you're saying, yes, Lord. It's true that you hear my prayer. Yes, Lord. What you tell me in your word is true. Brings him glory for you to believe that in your heart and say it with your mouth. That's why there's so many amens in the Bible. And that's why we see one more thing. Amen is the congregation's word. We have for some reason given all or most of our amens to the minister. Maybe the ministers have just stolen it. But really it's the congregation's word. Listen to verse 20 again. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. All the promises of God find their yes in him. That's why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. You might say, well, it's the apostles, we. We apostles utter our amen to God for his glory. But no, it's broader than that. In the next verse, he joins the apostles and the congregation together. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ. And the next us's and we's are about the apostles and the Corinthians together. Not only that, in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says to the prophets, don't speak in tongues. But prophesy in intelligible words because if nobody understands you, how can the congregation say amen to what you're teaching? It belongs to the congregation, the amen. We see that often in the Old Testament. I'll give one example. Nehemiah 8, Ezra opened the book, the word of God, in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and the people answered, amen, amen, while lifting up their hands. Then they bowed low and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And the amen meant, yes, we agree with your blessing. We join in your blessing. We know it's true. All that you've said of God's greatness, we let it echo in our amen. We say, true and, true and firm and reliable is what you've said. And we read that in Psalm 106. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, amen, praise the Lord. It's the congregation's word. So, I would encourage you as a congregation to wait, take that word when it's used in worship. And don't make me say it by myself, but please join me. At the end of the salutation, it's your word. I mean, we could script it, put it in the order, but you can just own it yourself because it's yours. At the end of benedictions, at the end of our prayers, at the end of the sermon, we have amens in our worship in all those spots and, and it's our word together. You've God's permission to say it to his glory, telling him, yes, I believe in you. Yes, you're true. Yes, you're trustworthy. Yes, you hear this prayer. 
Yes, you will do all you have said. Yes, we believe in you. And brothers and sisters, you don't have to worry about going charismatic. It's not going to happen anytime soon, I don't think. But you don't have to worry about going charismatic. You just have to delight in being biblical. We. So God is trustworthy. He's proved it in Christ. He's worthy of our amen in our hearts and with our mouths. And all God's people said, amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for teaching us to put an amen at the end of our doxologies and prayers. Thank you for the many places in the Bible where there are not only amens, but double amens, amen and amen. This is true, it's double true, it's absolutely true, it's unbreakably true. But help us not only to say it, sometimes we struggle with believing in you. Sometimes our amen are a little bit light and hollow and empty. And then we need an increase of confidence and trust and belief. We need your Holy Spirit to prove to us what is abundantly true in scriptures and in history, that you are God and you're the Savior. You always do what you say. And we'll never come up short when we trust in you. We'll only come up short if we don't trust in you. So by your spirit, help us to say amen with confidence. And to live that amen, trusting in your word day by day. Lord, we ask that you will hear us, for we come to you in Jesus' name. Amen.